Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535. And Tom Petty with Max and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly cloudy and spots of showers throughout the day with a high of 55 tomorrow. Not too bad. Sunny and a high of 53. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. I am almost sure that we will give away tickets to the Western Mass Home and Garden Show, which goes, actually, I believe starts today, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I actually. think it starts today. T- tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so there's that. So if you're looking to get uh, uh, some tiles installed or uh, solar panels, uh, I want to listen up for your chance to win. Those uh, the leaf guards, the... What else is there? The, I don't know, like, uh, like an awning. Uh, maybe some pavers. Yeah, pavers. Uh, plants, spider plants. Uh, anything you can think of. It's at the Western Mass Home and Garden Show. There's also that guy that's got all that jerky. Oh, yeah, the jerky guy. with the. Well, he's a nice guy, but he's a jerky guy. He sells jerky. He's got, like, buffalo and elk and... Ostrich jersey. Ostrich jerky. Can you really tell the difference between ostrich and an elk? I've never had a side-by-side taste test. I think when something's pressed and dried and loaded with salt, it all tastes the same. Perhaps. So there's that, and there's other stuff, too. It's 537. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Van Halen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, rainy and sucky today with a high of 55. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert in all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, in a new interview, Giselle Bunchton says Tom Brady's unretirement is not what broke them up. It also wasn't politics. They just grew apart over the years. And by the way, she's not dating the jujitsu. She's not. Jujitsu. Jujitsu. Jujitsu instructor. She's, She's not. not. No, they're just friends, and she—he's a mentor. So leave her alone. You know, you're a single uh, fella. Why don't you uh, start knocking on her door? Yeah, I don't. Uh, no. no. You don't want a supermodel uh, girlfriend? She was married to a guy who had was eating avocado ice cream. I'm not doing that. I'm not. I'm not conforming to that. Yeah, but that was his own choice. He could have had, you know, a couple of couple of buckets of Friendly's ice cream with the with like one spoon and no bowls. You know, I think uh, G- G- Giselle uh, maybe wonders sometimes, oh, where is my uh, where is my idiot in tinfoil uh, with his edibles and uh, his munchies that he's going to have later on tonight? That's the guy I want at my house. Then she could go after me. Steve, you're just going on assumption. For all you know, yeah. you might be her type. Well, uh, I'm pretty sure she's she is dating the jiu-jitsu instructor, instructor, and she's just telling everybody she's not. So she's I trying guess. to keep that secret. She doesn't like guys like me. No You're way. every bit as capable of making that woman happy as any jiu-jitsu or martial art expert. You just need a nose job. <laughs> 97-year-old uh, Blank Van Blank uh, crashed his car into a gate last week after losing control on a wet road. Are you not allowed to say Dick Van Dyke? Ah! You could say that? I just did. I didn't know you could. It's the man's name. I thought we had to sign that paper. There were certain words we couldn't say. 
Only when you make it sound offensive is it actually offensive. Blank Van Blank crashed his car into a gate last week. That's how I should go with that. Uh, but he didn't get. He didn't go to a hospital. That, yeah, that's he, like you could have uh, said Joan Van Ark for crying out loud. Maybe I did. Or uh, Blank Van Blanken. Yeah, that one. But you meant Dick Van Dyke. Yes, I did. Oh, did you say it out loud? I did. All right. Anyway, anyway in a anyway, car accident. Anyway, he suffered a concussion, uh, but he didn't go to the hospital. You're 97 years old. You're Dick Van Dyke. You're like, you know what? I'm not even going to bother going to the hospital because you never know t- what tomorrow's going to bring. What's? I'm 97 years old. I think I'll take my chances. Uh, Jennifer Aniston uh, said she, Adam Sandler, and Drew Barrymore want to do a movie together and, quote, uh, put an end to this competition. People often compare who is better a love interest for Adam since they've both done several movies with him. No, actually, no one's ever really thought that. Yeah, I never thought that either. No. Ever. Adam Sandler's like, all right, bring on the two hot chicks we'll do movies with again. Works for me. I've uh, I've never wondered that. Uh, domestic violence charges against Rick and Morty co-creator Justin Roiland, uh, Roiland or were dropped due to insufficient evidence. He said he's disappointed with the way he was judged and say he plans to restore his reputation. I didn't know anything about his uh, domestic disputes until reading that this morning all the more reason for him to recover his uh, you know his reputation well we're Rick and Morty fans can uh, breathe a sigh of relief this morning I'm not gonna watch a cartoon made by a guy who's some sort of uh, dirtbag uh, Wendy McClendon Covey says it was quote a long time coming when Jeff Garland's uh, was fired from the Goldbergs she added that she, she was, quote, exhausted by the PTSD of working with him for nine seasons. Was he, is he like a jerk to work with? Allegedly, he's a huge jerk. But he seems like such a nice guy. You guys uh, interviewed him the one time. And yeah, he, and he was, sounded all right. He was very pleasant, but that doesn't mean that uh, if he were standing here right next to me, he wouldn't be uh, making me feel very uncomfortable. It's amazing how people, like, last that long. You know, somebody who's known to be a jerk, you think they would. Yeah, you know, what was her name was like that? Uh, the blonde. She was a hot blonde uh, back in like the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And she kind of ruined it. She was in that movie Knocked Up with Seth Rogen. Kathy, uh, Catherine, something. Uh, oh, gee. Uh, I, I don't even know. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know the, the person you're talking about. Right. And she uh, was like known to be a jerk on the set to the up to the point where they're like, you know what? I'm not going to hire her anymore. Knocked up. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, Catherine Heigl. Catherine Heigl. Yeah. Now think about it. She's a jerk. What have you seen her in uh, lately? Not much. That's what I'm saying. See, you know, it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't take a whole lot to be nice. It takes. Uh, it doesn't take a whole lot to be a jerk either. No, it, it does. It's actually, a, it's a little bit more. It's actually. Effort. It's actually much easier to be a jerk than it is to be nice. See, I find it to be the opposite. I find it harder to be a jerk to people. Oh no, I can be a jerk to anybody. Oh, I know that, yeah. but I'm, I'm just talking, you know, from my point of view. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris is bringing Barney back. Barney Stinson had a brief cameo at the beginning of this season of Hulu's How I Met Your Father when uh, Sophie crashed into his car. And he'll be he'll appear again on mid-season finale next week, but there's no word on the plot details. After next week's two-part finale, the show is off for a few weeks before returning for the rest of its second season on May 23rd. Hmm. 
I uh, I like the show originally. Yeah. I just I don't like the spinoffs. Hasn't been good spinoffs on anything since like uh, Good Times or the Jeffersons. Those are good spinoffs. Hey, you think your mother's annoying? I'm not saying anything. Jewel would like you to uh, kindly put a sock in it. At least your mom didn't steal $100 million from you, no matter what she did. Right. Uh, she says, quote, I didn't really realize what my mom was until I was 30-something. I woke up and realized she embezzled all of my money, over $100 million. 34 years old, realize I'm $3 million in debt, realize my mom stole it, realize everything I thought my mom was isn't what she was. Very difficult psychologically to come to terms with. Didn't she sing that song, Who Will Save Your Cash? Yes, uh, yes, I think she did. Who will save your money bowl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. She's forty-eight now. No kidding. Yeah, How about and that. She doesn't talk to her parents anymore. Can you imagine that? Yeah. Kim Kardashian uh, was. She probably bitter just because her parents never paid for orthodoncture. Well, wasn't she like homeless and stuff for a yes, while? Yes, she yeah. was homeless All for right. a while, but she's also got a jacked up bunch of teeth. Uh, well, now she can fix them. Or is that her thing? I think that's her hook. That, that's her hook. Yeah. Well. She is the number one if the right thing, singer yeah. in desperate need of orthodonture. Uh, Kim Kardashian uh, is uh, not too happy about recent reports that she wasn't invited to the Met Gala. Really? Yeah. She must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had a gala like that was when Ray J speared the whale and threw a genital jamboree <laughs> in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Is that like a Boy Scout camping jamboree? I think they raised money for us down at the fort a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> And Kaylin? Uh, I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but we did have a uh, Netflix and chill night where we watched Raiders of the Lost Arse. <laughs> and then we went on to Yank My Doodle, It's a Dandy. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say, we finished off with One Blue Over Miss Lulu's Chest. <laughs> I don't remember that. I think that was Jack Dickelson. <laughs> Who? Jack Nicholson. <laughs> I thought that's yeah, what you yeah, said. Yeah, that's what I yeah, said. Right. That's your Hollywood trash at Rock 102. Ah! Aware Recovery Care. We are living in a different time. A time in which you can forget all about those brackets and focus on slapping down wagers on what remains, thereby ignoring my previous mistakes as if nothing ever happened. Now, you people can do what you want. I'll be choosing to use my own can't-fail system of making picks in the Sweet 16. At this point in the tournament, I prefer not to look at seed placements or point spreads. Instead, I choose to focus on the approximate out-of-state cost that it would take to send your kids to any of these remaining colleges and universities. For example, tonight, you have UConn versus Arkansas. You live out-of-state, it will cost you close to $60,546 to send your kid to UConn. In Arkansas, they only tag you for $45,000 a year. My pick? Go Huskies! UCLA and Gonzaga! UCLA will charge you $63,000 a year to educate your kid. Gonzaga charges $66,000. The winner, Gonzaga by the upset. In the East, you have Tennessee against FAU. Cost you $15,000 more to send your kid to Tennessee every year. My money is on Tennessee. And then you have Kansas State versus Michigan State. You send your kid to K-State, you're going to pay $41,000 a year. But in Michigan State, you're looking at $55,546 a year. I think you get my point. Now, I'm not saying that this out-of-state cost analysis is completely foolproof. Sometimes things fall through the cracks, but I'm pretty sure 
that when we come back here tomorrow morning, you're either going to say, dog got it, the fat man was right, or you're going to say, why am I listening to this idiot? Either way, tonight I'm picking Yukon, Gonzaga, Tennessee, and Michigan State. Will I be right? I guess you'll have to decide for yourself. But hey, and if I'm yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Look at your lawn. What is it telling you? It's telling you it's hungry. Hungry for Scott's four step, which just happens to be on sale at Rocky's. 100 bucks with your Ace Rewards card. Instant savings, no mail in rebate. It's almost time for step one. Stock up now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's. to Springfield's Classic Rock at 612. And Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, cloudy and rainy this morning with a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 53. It is uh, 49 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, I'm a little tired again today. You, know, well, yesterday, you, you had a good excuse this time. Well, I, went to, I had to go to the airport last night to pick up some family at like 1030 at night at the airport. <sighs> they do know what you... Uh, do for a living yeah right? it's not really about that i don't mind uh you know paying a matter of fact uh my good buddy barry even offered hey i do late night shuttles you know well and you're okay. in the in the family that came into town they they know barry right yeah they know barry all right and uh i guess you know we could have hooked that up but uh whatever i mean it's it is what it is and uh, uh i i pick up family uh from the airport so they can ditch us and go to boston for the weekend <laughs> That's that's how I run my household. So, yeah. so last night, the drive from from uh, Bradley to Huntington was yeah. your only real time together. Well, uh, I'm 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 like the innkeeper. Yeah, I'm just I'm just here. <laughs> We're just here for a pit stop. Uh, while I go to Boston, but I, I drive down to uh, to Bradley Airport. I haven't been down there in a while. They have really built that up down there with all those that parking garage space. Mm-hmm. What are they anticipating with all of that parking garage space? Because it's all kind of empty well i think they uh you know they are they're trying to bring um it's considered to be an international airport yeah. i think they want to have more international business going on around there uh, it may have it be like a bigger hub than yeah. what it's been which is basically like a one concourse uh airport for like right. the last 20 years right uh but i don't see the influx of traffic coming in through there maybe it's gonna, it's gonna take time uh but but as you go like come in through that main entrance off of what is it route 20 or something like that sure. it, or whatever the uh airport expressway right you come in through the front of bradley airport and you're coming and now they had it's all rotaries there now there's like a big rotary and when you come up as if you're going into the entrance to the airport there's cars lined up all along the shoulder of the road like that they're waiting for people to get off a flight. The people have their hazard lights on. And are, are, aren't there normally like uh, traffic cops that kind of tell you to keep moving that you can't just park there temp- even temporarily? It had always been like that. Yeah. There had always been a well, you, you were never able to stop on the side of the road, especially with uh, you know all those nine eleven protocols they put in. Right. Uh, they don't want you sitting outside in a car in front of the airport. But that's exactly what these people were doing, and it was like maybe a good three quarter mile stretch of cars just on the side of the road. Now. They have a cell phone waiting lot. Did you know that? 
again, it's been so long since I've been down there, I, don't, I didn't even realize that. The last time I had to pick somebody up at the airport, it took forever to find this thing because they have signs for it everywhere. And then there's a little tiny sign. You have to go past the airport to get to it. You know, before you get to 75? Yeah. Before you get to that, there's a turnoff. And you have to drive down like a like a lengthy road to get to this commuter lot thing. I thought it was like right on the side of the road, but it's not. So I you drive past to go to that, but I wonder why all these cars are not going to that lot. <laughs> Probably because it's easier to sit there on the side of the road and wait for the plane to come in. Because yeah, nobody wants to go inside the lot and pay. I just I just find it odd that th- these cars are just allowed to just sit on the side of the road like that. You know, years ago, I was picking up uh, my uh, my ex wife at the at the uh, airport, and I uh, it was like one of those things where, you know, I I, I parked, uh, I had my hazards on, like you know, like in the, on that that right that you go know, outside at uh, at you know, arrivals, and right. the cops kept kept telling me you, you got to keep moving. Well, there's a stop sign like every 16 feet, and. Uh, yeah. I didn't realize that the law meant I had to stop at every single one of them. Well, you do. Yeah, well, I guess I wasn't really in the mind frame to to, to follow all the laws. So then I, I went around and, uh, you know, stopped at the first stop sign and thought, well, the rest of these are just to just, just suggestion yeah. uh, stop signs. And then I go around again. <clears throat> same cop says, got to move on. Go around a third time. And at that point. He pulls me over and says, you know, you realize you've skipped almost 36 stop signs trying to pick up whoever you're trying to pick up at 200 hours per violation. I just want you to realize. Oh, that's what he says to you. Yeah. I just want you to realize what you've done. Um, you need to stop at every stop sign. And I, I wasn't going to argue with the cop. Yeah. But uh, he let me go with a warning, which I thought was very unusual. If you were like a, on any of the road ignoring stop sign after stop sign after stop sign in the dozens at some point you'd probably get to you'd probably get to get a surcharge was it a real cop or was it like a security guard it's an airport cop i don't even know if they're, they're they've even got a gun well there's a big difference because a guy who tells you that each violation is two hundred dollars would probably write you a ticket yeah. for for thousand dollars or however many times you went through the damn stop sign. I thought this was either the end of the yeah. guy's shift and he just wanted to get home or whatever, but he certainly wasn't going to give me a you know g- give me a ticket for thirty six different failures to stop. So, sometimes the people like to you know kind of tell you that well, I have the authority to do this. Even though they really they, don't. They don't have the They're just telling you you could get caught. But how does that work when you're dealing with tickets and, and traffic uh, violations when you're – is that a public way or is that like a private thing like a, like a, like a supermarket parking lot? I don't even really know if that's considered to be – I mean, it could be I, considered a uh, – I mean, it's a public – is it funded I, by the public? Yeah, I don't know. I, it probably is, and, and I'm I'm sure that in the different situation, I would have been on the hook for all of those violations. But thankfully, I got off. I uh, I got searched there once, the car, because I it was right after 9-11, yeah. and I was picking a friend up from the airport, and it was that where they had the cop there mm-hmm. right at right at the entrance to the airport, <laughs> and I and I did the same thing. I drove around two or three times, 
And by the third time, he was like pointing at me to come over. And then he's like opens it up and he's like, "You got any, you know, b- explosives or whatever?" And I'm like, "No, I'm just a, I'm just a slob." Because there was like just stuff all over the back of the car, and uh, he let me go. Yeah, I paid no attention to the accelerants in the back seat of the car. But that was like a real cop. Yeah, you know, yeah. somebody who says I'm going to charge you 200 bucks, he doesn't really have the authority to do that. Yeah, you know, there's something about authority. And airports, that's just kind of messed up. It's not even airports. I remember being in college and a group of us guys coming back from the bars one night. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were in this, it's it's the south lot of Westfield State College. It's the one that's all the way down at the end uh, where all the, all the surfs park because you can't park anywhere near campus. Right. And uh, we're, we get out, we get off the shuttle bus and then uh, my buddy and I walk to the edge of the parking. Now it's pitch black out there. There's no, no lights. Right. And uh, we take a leak because gotta go. Just guy back from the bar, you gotta, and we turn around and there's these two student security officers there. Oh my god! Who proceed to uh, interrogate us and tell us that uh, you know they could take us in and charge us with indecent exposure, which I don't know how you'd prove that in the dark of night while you were. In the woods, yeah, like in could, the wood line. You could have just been standing there at the at the tree line, just looking yeah. at the trees, and uh, and uh, and swaying back and forth. But it was this whole like you know these these kids are being groomed to be your future law enforcement. <laughs> you can't. You could. Ha- you would have to register as a sex offender. Yeah. If these, we took you in, these are the narcs of your generation. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, this probably wouldn't fly in court, but hey. We should try it, and they never did. They never, they never charged. Well, you got you got out easy then. But uh, I'm glad we started with airports and wound it up with uh, jerk people yeah. being jerks. Anytime you can turn any story into a public urination, one, I'm all for it. But I still want to know why those people are parked on the side of the road. It's 6:22 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's back. Happy on Tattoo Convention at the Big Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 6:28 and Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is uh, going to be rainy today with a high of 55 tomorrow, sunny with a high of 53. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we get, uh, tickets to the Western Mass Home and Garden Show, which begins today at the Big E and, uh, Keith Coogan, uh, is going to be at the Agawam Cinemas on Saturday. We'll have, uh, tickets to meet and greet Keith Coogan. I'm actually looking forward to that night. To meeting Keith Coogan? And the whole experience of, like, going to see... I know the movie's been out for 30 years, but, you know, just to go see the movie and then meet one of the characters in it, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. And he was a a pretty good good, uh, interview, too. He was actually a a good interview. Yeah. He was good, yeah. Anyway, um, I suppose you might have a joke or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting that I have to push this. (laughs) You know what? It's just muscle memory. Yeah, I know. Years and years, and you push the buttons, and then now I'm pushing the buttons. I'll be happy to do it if you want me to. We're sharing the button pushing. This is this is what we do. This is how we. <laughs> this is what it's close. all become. This is how we come closer together. It used to be just only me touching the buttons, and now it's a it's a communal thing. There we go. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. Got a Beatles joke for you. Really? Yeah. Where's the best place to sing Eleanor Rigby? I don't know. What's the best place to sing Eleanor Rigby? 
a mirror maze so you can look at all the lonely people. Oh, look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do they all? Does it come from? I don't Yeah, it's all like that. Oh, man. Bax and Nagel in the... 634 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days and includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Around uh, 8 p.m. last night, Mass State Police received reports of a two-car crash on I-391 in Chicopee. Uh, the crash led to serious injuries, according to the state police uh Members, of, what was this? I don't understand this. I'm sorry. Sound it up. Uh, applied. They applied a tourniquet to the victim to stem blood loss, while the driver of the other vehicle has been arrested and charged with OUI drugs. The accident still remains under investigation, as more charges could be underway. Uh, 22 News will probably not give you any more information when they get it. Uh, a donation account for Chicopee Police Officer Mark Wilkes has collected roughly $5,000 to help support him. The account has been set up at Polish National Credit Union for the officer after he suffered a serious medical event after returning home Sunday from the Battle of the Badges hockey game. According to the department's public information officer, they'll be hosting a fundraiser this Friday at Leadfoot Brewing in Chicopee from 5 to 8 p.m. to benefit Officer Wilkes. Dinner is also in the works. Donations can be made in the form of cash or check, and uh, you can actually call the Chicopee Police uh, Information Officer to get all the information you need uh, for that thing. This is a... This is a Horrible thing. Did you read the story about uh, him? Yeah, I did. We we talked about this last week when the uh, when the uh, fundraiser uh, came about. Guy goes to a, a hockey game, a police and fire hockey game, and then starts not feeling well when he gets home. He's having like a cardiac event or something. Yeah. Something's going on, and uh, just it just sucks. You know, that's a uh, it sucks, but it's nice to see the people have responded in a in a positive way about it. That's good. Yeah, well, I mean, you tell a bunch of cops you're getting together for beers on a Friday night. Of course, you're going to be okay. Yeah, but I mean, you know, that money's coming from other places too. No, but cops. I'm just saying, you know, hey, you know what? Hey, everybody get together at the bar on Friday. We're uh, we're going to support this guy. Cops will cops will go anywhere in support of somebody if drinks are involved. A uh, verdict was reached Wednesday in the trial of Brian Fanion, a former Westfield police detective accused of killing his wife in a death that was originally thought to be a suicide. In Hamden Superior Court, Fanion was found guilty of murder in the first degree and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Uh, the jury in the case returned the verdict just a few hours into the second day of deliberations. The defense in response says they got it wrong. Your Honor, the jury plainly got it wrong. Anyone who truly knows Amy Fanion and Brian Fanion knows that Brian did not shoot his wife, Amy, said defense attorney Jeffrey Brown following the verdict. The murder trial began nearly a month ago on February 21st in the 2018 death of his wife, Amy Fanion. He was found guilty of killing her during an argument while he was home on lunch break. Amy's death was initially ruled a suicide by a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Brian's department-issued handgun was the weapon used. The toxicology report stated that there were no substances found in Amy's system. Uh, Assistant DA Mary Sandstrom said that Fanion did not want to give up half his pension to his wife. Sandstrom cited internet searches on Brian's work computer at the Westfield Police Department that included the effects of divorce on a pension. Uh, investigators also allegedly found video internet searches that were done for GSR, also known as gunshot residue, uh, days and hours before Amy's death. Sandstrom claims that Brian would have not had to look those videos up at work because he was not assigned to any investigations during that time period uh, relating to gunshot residue. Other searches on that computer included household poisons and other things people could easily overdose on. 
You know, I uh, I know that uh, you know going back on your Google searches is a is a way of uh, biting you on the ass and uh, all that. But who among us hasn't searched some pretty perverse, awful stuff on Google? Well, I I mean yes, but it, when you're talking about an investigation. No, I get it. I get it. I, and I understand how you can draw parallels between the things you've searched and the things that you would eventually be accused of. I just don't know if it's I mean, I get it. But, you know, I wouldn't want someone going back in my Google searches and poking oh, around. God, no. No. God, all the nasty things. You know what? Uh, the ultimate test is when you die and St. Peter has to read back all the things that you Googled throughout your life. That's like your that's your punishment. I know. That's who I mean, listen, I, I know I know judgment day will come. Yeah. But I hope that the Google searches and my browsing history are not a part of it. Now, uh, what is this? Uh, what is this uh, stump sex you were looking at? What is that? What is that all about? Could you explain to me the yeah. reason why you Googled something called Vaseline Alley? Yeah. What's this uh, belching? But with an F, I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> At approximately, I was doing research. At approximately 10:20 a.m., well, you know, you bring up a good point as far as like what we do. We're always googling things like like this. Yes. I mean, I don't Google uh, how to kill somebody with cyanide or no, uh, how I, to, uh, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily you know look at things like you know how is that going to affect my retirement or or whatever. But you know, sometimes for the purpose of this show you look into things Mm -hmm. so that you can talk about it with some level of authority yeah but i don't even know if uh if you could make that argument um like unless we did something wrong yeah then you would only have to look at that information and on the surface it would be like whoa what are you guys into (laughs) what what are you doing over? I mean, think about all the things I write about that Kim Kardashian every day. I know. A lot what, of that is internet research, and a lot of that comes with some places on the internet that uh, most people probably wouldn't be. You know, there are some days when I want to share something on Facebook. Just uh, I just got a uh, hankering for a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, controversy. So what I will sometimes do when I've got nothing else to really say is I will do a Google News search and just p- uh, type in the word penis just to see what pops up yeah and i'd say like once a week once every other week is a great penis story out in the news and then you share it because it's a good uh, conversation starter well i would hate to think that i would be judged on that later down the road you know he was obsessed with penises in the news you know what i uh, i just decided to do something while i was sitting here while you were talking about Did you that. googled new uh, penises in the news no i just wrote i'm gonna start using like people's names with the word penis so i typed in mike baxendale penis and see what the first hit is that yeah. comes up the first hit is you at that uh that talkers magazine uh thing that you go to oh well how fitting that is <laughs> under what context uh, does that because uh, there were no penises involved in those uh, appearances? Well, it's just uh, it's uh, showing this uh, this website, <clears throat> Mike Baxendale. See, I'm not getting the same the same thing. Why is that? Why do we get two different Google things? I don't know. I I, I just typed in my name, comma, penis, and 
I get uh, <clears throat> somebody that I don't even know from Norwalk, Connecticut. Oh, well, I put in a uh, Steve Nagel penis, and uh, Rock 102 Mornings pops up on the on the bottom. Okay, so I uh, th- there are a couple of uh, news stories that uh, my name is associated with. Yeah, that, uh, but it only says that I posted it. That's all I got. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe that wasn't as great as I thought it was going to be. No. Hey, uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast. That's today. it. Why do you want more? I no. can give you more. No, uh, I'm all set. Well, I'm- I wanted to talk about this Springfield College mascot getting uh, getting uh, hit on. Let's uh, let me just talk about it. I was going to save it for the next break, but sure, well, let's just talk about it now. Okay. Uh, Springfield College, well, because, it, you know, it's time, and then you got these bosses going, you're going to be out by uh, 43. Ah, the hell with them. A Springfield College dining hall employee hit a school mascot who was handing out candy on campus Tuesday morning, according to the uh, Department of Public Safety at the school. The college mascot is a maroon female lion named Spirit who wears a white Springfield College basketball jersey and represents the college motto of pride because a group of female lions is called the pride. How about that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, Chief Joseph Tirabashi stated in an email to the campus community that the incident had occurred around 1130 a.m. on Tuesday in the cafe area of the campus union. The dining hall employee worked for Harvest Table, the organization used by the college, Spirit was greeting students inside the union and handing out candy uh, when the dining hall employee hit the person wearing the costume. Tirabashi said in the email that the assailant has been removed from campus and added that public safety is working with Harvest Table to investigate the situation. The person wearing the costume was not injured, and there were no students involved in the altercation. You know, um, not for nothing, but you know, mascotting on any level, whether it's the college or minor league or professional level, is hard, demanding, physically exhausting work. To release a level of rage against someone in a foam rubber head uh, and, and a costume where they're all just trying to make everybody happy says more about you than it does about the mascot. Only a jerk would punch a mascot square in the face. Now listen, I'm not saying that it's right to punch the mascot. It is definitely not right to do that. Yes. But what did the mascot do? to create that altercation. See, I'm thinking it has really nothing to do with what the mascot did. Uh, but it had everything sure? to do with the level of anger and uh, resentment but there's of no, the employee. But there's no details on what the employee was angry about. It Maybe just he just says, uh, yeah, the employee just hit this uh, mascot. Well, I mean... Uh, it could have been a sucker punch situation where you thought it would have been hilarious to sock the, the spirit, the lion, right in the puss. Yeah. Spirit the lion. Hmm. You know, that. Yeah. all the years of living here, this is the first time that I'm discovering that the lion is the mascot for the Springfield College. I have never seen anything related to, a, to an image or really? remember seeing anything that had a lion on it. With, the, with, a, with, a, with, with such a, a, a vibrant athletic department like Springfield College yeah, has got, you've I never s- noticed the, yeah, the mascot? I did not know they were called the lions. Mm-hmm. Yep. That just goes to show you how much attention I pay to... <laughs> to the real news the, the of local, the town. The local collegiate <laughs> ongoings. <laughs> the comings and goings. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be rainy with a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 53. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery.
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 652. And Steely Dan with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be rainy today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 53. It is 49 right now in downtown Springfield. The uh, Papillon uh, Tattoo Convention is coming to the Big E on March 31st through April 2nd. That's, what is that, uh, next week? Uh, they'll have live tattooing, live piercing, body paintings, and more. Uh, Pat Kelly's going to be giving you uh, chances to win tickets all this week from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Let's get tattoos, you and me. Uh, well, first of all, I want to say uh, that sounds like a really cool event. Sure, I'd like does. to go. I'd like to go watch that. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Uh, no, we're not getting tattoos. Come on, let's get you and me. No, get not, all ta- no. Let's get all sleeved up. No, I uh, I learned my lesson uh, not getting tattoos uh, by mm-hmm. watching Three's Company when uh, Jack woke up from a. Very, very bad hangover and had the love butt tattooed on one of his uh, cheeks. Love butt? Yeah. And then they had to get the tattoo removed in a hospital. It was a lifelong lesson saying, kids, be careful what you put on your body. It's going to be hard to get removed. Yeah, see, I don't remember that episode. I do remember the episode where uh, either uh, Jack or or Chrissy may have overheard something wrong and then made uh, immediate uh, conclusions as to what they may have overheard. And then all of a sudden, all mayhem broke out. Oh. And then they all went to the Regal Beagle uh, to, to celebrate uh, everything coming back together at the end of the show. You know uh, you know uh, what I enjoyed the most? The uncomfortableness of the landlord with the fact that his tenant was gay and uh, his, his joke, his uncomfortableness mm-hmm. w- was comedy for the show. Yes. Yeah. Try getting away with that today. You couldn't do that today. No, you could not. No. But, uh, but then again, if I had a tattoo that said love butt on it, yeah, and it was actually on my buttocks, yeah, I wouldn't, uh, yeah, I'd have no to one's going to see it. Somebody would see it. Who's going to see it? Whoever your partner's going to be one day when you're going to have to explain where that tattoo came from. All right. But you only have to explain it once that it was a mistake or you lost a bet or whatever it was going to be. Depending on how many partners you have. Yeah. But if you and I got like all sleeved up or. You know, I mean, that would look uh, pretty badass or uh, maybe a genital piercing or something. I think I'd look pretty good with one of them, uh, like, barbed wires on my arm. Yeah, you would. Yeah. You'd, you'd look totally, uh, you, you would look so 1998 like that. I'm not really uh, willing to make the transition yet from Peloton douche to tattoo douche. No? Like, no, because it's like a whole nother lifestyle you got to pick. When you're a tattoo person. I don't know. It's like, you know, there's more people with tattoos than there are people without tattoos. I don't have a problem with tattoos. I don't either. I don't, I just particularly don't want one. I don't want one. I just, I've never decided what would be on my body for the rest of my life. Yeah, I've got, I've got that. I mean, I have the the same kind of commitment issue as, uh, as you do when it comes to that. You know, yeah. like I would get one. I just don't know what it's going to be. I and, gotta... and I'm going to be good with that forever. I got a cigarette burn scar from my uncle uh, Randy once uh, at a barbecue. Who needs a tattoo when you got memories like that? You know, I really thought this Ricky Martin tattoo would mean something 25 years later. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It does not. Really? I really thought living La Vida Loca would be down in the lexicon forever. Well, I mean, uh, you know, uh, you usually you get tattoos of things that are true to you. Yes. Like, we know a guy that's got a martini on his wrist. That's true to him. Because he likes martinis? No, because he's a functioning alcoholic. Oh, that's is why. that what yes. it is? Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody, look. I'm a functioning alcoholic. It says so right here on my tattoo. And it says Cape Cod just to throw you off a little bit.
It also says BAC point two zero. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's part of the liver liquidators. That guy. It's six fifty six with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Yeah, let's go. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, with Scott's four-step, four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, whenever my employer has recommended that I wear one of the company's ill-fitting staff t-shirts or jackets, I do so like a loyal and dutiful employee. I don't complain about the fabric or what child labor laws are violated while producing some of these things in a third world sweatshop. If my boss tells me to wear something, I do so without hesitation. I don't care if I'm suddenly on the hook to wear a station crop top t-shirt or a pair of Rock 102 booty shorts. If the boss says put it on, I put it on. Apparently, this isn't the sort of corporate stewardship that exists on the NHL level, as several members of the Chicago Blackhawks hockey team have apparently refused to wear the team's new Pride-themed warm-up jerseys for this Sunday's Pride Night celebration against the Vancouver Canucks. Why are they refusing to wear the jerseys? According to reports, it's for security reasons. Not because anybody is homophobic or transphobic or anything like that, but according to those refusing to wear them, it has everything to do with their fear of the Russian government. Apparently, there are some players on the Blackhawks roster who are concerned that uh, Russian law against the promotion of LGBTQ uh, rights could extend beyond their borders. This law, which was signed by Vladimir Putin in December, could, in theory, have a profoundly negative effect on the families of several Russian players on the team who are in fear that by wearing a colorful rainbow-themed warm-up jersey might lead to political prosecutions. Now, you might ask, What sort of jurisdiction would Vladimir Putin have over hockey decisions made in Chicago many miles away from his own borders? I don't know. Why do you ask the Ukrainians how reasonable that guy tends to be? Listen, if it's just a shirt, a warm-up shirt, then it's a shirt that you wear when you're warming up. You're not even wearing it during a game. It's a 10-minute long shirt. And then it gets put in a bag. If Vladimir Putin can't handle the creation of LGBTQ-themed laundry, then he might not be able to be reasoned with. Because if it were me, I'd still wear the shirt anyway. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. If you go to Rocky's for your four Scott's for your Scott's four-step yet, well go now and get Scott's four-step for a hundred bucks. Instant savings with your Ace Rewards card, plus get a $15 Ace gift card free. Healthy Lawn, free gift card, Scott's four-step, and Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. To Springfield's Classic Rock, it's 708, and Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today with a high of uh, 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 53. It's 48 right now in downtown Springfield. Pretty good uh, chance that sometime later this hour we'll give away tickets to the original Western Mass Home and Garden Show at the Big E. It starts uh, today and extends through the weekend. Yeah, uh, it's it's probably, I think, one of the bigger <clears throat> shows throughout the area. It's one of the biggest shows that uh, that happens at the Big E, apart from the Big E. No, but I think as far as like home shows go, I think they're, it's like one of the bigger ones in New England. Probably, yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, anywho, uh, we had this unfortunate uh, incident last week here in Springfield where a baby was left on somebody's doorstep, and 
left out there that we now know, at least for 48 hours or so, uh, the owners of the home coming home to find uh, the baby in, a, in a, a car seat on their doorstep and taking care of it. And now the baby's, you know, getting back to health uh, after suffering from being out there. And, of course, you know, there's all these questions about safe haven laws and who does it protect and whatever. Well, Mass Live did this. Uh, I think it's more of it's like a mix of an editorial and a report. Okay. Because it's kind of written. A it's little- a reportatorial. Reported. Ooh, I like. I that. just made that right up on the spot. Oh, it's like uh, like Benefer or uh, yeah, right. You know things like that. Good for you. What is it called? Reportatorial. All right, that's very like custodial <laughs> and reporty reporter. Yeah, it is editorializing. Driving down Entry Book Drive, I put myself in a distraught mother's shoes. In her position, whatever that was. I would probably leave my baby in this neighborhood, too. That's a little, uh... Really? Oh, well, this looks like a nice neighborhood. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a, a, a nice neighborhood uh, in Springfield, but, uh, yeah. Sign, not where I'd leave a baby. Signs of family hmm. life are evident in each... She's saying that she would leave a baby there if she had to. Because of the signs of family and togetherness and all this other stuff. Sure. Canoes, bicycles, balls, and to- and yard toys. This unnamed mother, it seemed to me, may have felt that someone would find the baby and do the right thing when finding the child who was left either late Friday or early Saturday at the home of the Giuliani's and uh, Angel uh, Alvelis. After all, uh, she could have left the baby in a ditch. Nonetheless, the infant was not found until late Sunday after suffering cold conditions outside for as long as two days. She could have left the baby in a ditch. <laughs> yes. Or she could have done the right thing and yeah. left it at a fire station. She could have done the right thing. That would have yeah. been really the right thing to do. Uh, with last weekend's child abandonment case in Springfield, many are no doubt asking what has prompted the unidentified mother to leave her child on the doorstep of a stranger. A mother of a young wo- As a mother of a young woman and a journalist and someone who has suffered from postpartum depression, this event set me thinking about laws that apply. The experiences of mothers who find themselves between a rock and a hard place and the resources available. She reached out to leaders in organizations such as uh, Keith O'Connor from Bay State, Ryan Walsh from uh, the Springfield Police, and uh, Drew Piemonte and Catherine Maig, uh, Senior Vice President of the Behavioral Health Network. So she goes on to ask all these questions about things. But one of the interesting things that Ryan Walsh said was, while cases like this used to happen a lot, since the safe haven law passed, cases of abandonment are unusual. In fact, Springfield police officials who have been working with the department for over 30 years do not recall a situation where a baby has been left on the steps of a stranger's home. So we're lucky in that aspect where that doesn't happen right. that often. <clears throat> right. And I don't think it happens as often as people think it does. No, but when it happens, it's usually uh, you know, something you know very tragic and sad that leads yeah. up to it. Uh, he also said, "Nation Ryan also uh, noted that nationwide, I'm sure it's happened elsewhere, but I'm not concerned with any." Yeah, I can only I can only focus on what I'm doing today. But he's right; it is unique for Springfield, as for often how babies voluntarily surrendered at police or fire stations. Wall said during his last 15 years, he has not seen it. It may be possible that mothers have abandoned their babies at the hospital, which we may or may not find out about. If it's not a criminal prosecution and mom is surrendering their baby at a hospital, then there would not be police involvement because it's not against the law. 
It's also not a frequent occurrence at Bay State Medical Center, according to Keith O'Connor. So, yeah, people have this perception that it happens like all the time, and it really doesn't. Well, and uh, the other part about it is, you remember yesterday I was kind of questioning well, yeah. How could this have happened? Not that it was the not that the baby was abandoned, but how could the baby be out there for forty eight hours, and nobody in the neighborhood knows? I mean, how, like nobody hears anything or nobody I, sees I, anything. I, I oh. see your point, what you're saying with that, but you don't know the circumstances of the neighborhood. Well, you don't know who was out there. Here's what I'm getting yeah. at. So Alana Flood uh, last night does a story right. on uh, Twenty Two News, yeah. uh, working for you, and she's interviewing some of the people in the neighborhood. Who, who have said that they didn't notice anything, they didn't hear any crying, and that they and they're feeling guilty and sad that they didn't because they wish they had heard something because you know they wouldn't have let this baby out there for forty eight hours. Now again, uh, it seems hard to imagine, which is what I said yesterday. I said I'm not I'm not discounting that yeah. you know people didn't notice. It just seems odd to me that this would happen and. It's like any other day. But as one woman said, and her husband went across the street to get the mail, you know, and just thought it was a package on the on the doorstep and turned around, went back to the house, didn't well, notice the thing. That's what I mean. If it's not making any noise, you know, sometimes you know, the baby might have been in like shock or some sort of, you know, thing where it can't it can't make noise. Maybe. It just seems, you know, and you know, you've been around babies. I've been around babies. We've had our babies and our in our lives, uh, you know, babies usually don't go a full 48 hours without crying about something. Well, uh, a dirty diaper, wanting to be hungry, uh, you know, what have you. There's people who don't even know that their own children are in the back of the car, which is why we have now auto manufacturers have to tell you. Yeah. The uh, by the way, check for kids behind you when you're getting out of this vehicle. Yeah. If you're a parent, you know, look in the back seat. Make sure you're not leaving a child back there. It just you know, it, it's like one of those things that's really kind of hard to wrap your head around. I mean, I get, but 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 that I'm using that example as a thing that you you somebody's not maliciously leaving a child behind in the car. You would hope not, anyway. And I'm not right. saying it doesn't happen, but I'm just saying the reason why they put these warnings in there is because so many people were doing. It. You also mentioned about postpartum depression too. Yeah, and you know, for for a number of people, they would think, well, how could you abandon uh, a child? How could how could something like this happen you know what would it take for someone to leave their child at a a stranger's home well yeah that's all that's all well and good for someone who may be uh, you know who may be of sound mind but if your hormones are jumping all over the place uh you may not necessarily have a full grasp of the realities around you and so i don't fully discount postpartum depression i mean a lot of people do and think that it's a bunch of bunch of nonsense uh it's not nonsense i mean there really is something to it i mean i would like to think that (sighs) that's what this is as opposed to a flat-out child endangerment from someone who you know just doesn't care about the child they have it's not the way it always is no so there's a lot of i mean there's a lot of questions here but it's just yeah, there are a lot of people that want to just discount that idea, and I don't. Well, I, I don't think anybody's discounting that. I mean, we talked about that with that uh, that woman uh, having that psychotic episode and murdering all of her children right? Uh, out near Boston uh, like a month ago. It happens. That that Yeah, I get that part. 
that it happens. I'm more focused on the concern of the news media reporting like this happens all the time when it really doesn't. No. But it's it's it's, it's not so unlike other stories that, you know, because of the sensational aspect of them, we focus on these things happening all the time. Remember a couple of years ago when it was like uh, shark attacks? Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, oh, people being attacked by sharks and, and outrageous numbers. Well, I, I actually, if you did the if you did the analysis or any true research, you realize that it wasn't any more dangerous than any other year. It's just yeah. that the media was reporting on these things a hell of a lot more. Well, just like uh, the whole thing with the uh, the cardiac event thing from people who believe that cardiac events are being caused by people who've gotten the vaccine. And when somebody has a cardiac event, like somebody made, who was it that had the major cardiac event uh, recently that died? It was a major celebrity. Uh, yeah. And then all of yeah, a sudden yeah. you heard nothing b- for weeks but cardiac about events. cardiac arrest. And then everybody was like, oh, my God, I've heard of so many people. Die-. Cardiac arrests happen all the time. There hasn't there hasn't been like a, this super influx increase of Taylor Hawkins from uh, the Foo Fighters. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, but he could have had yeah, but he could have, you know, pre-existing that's, conditions that's, that's that may a, have led up to it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm like, you can't really just take a story and go, oh, my God, this happens all the time. Uh, it doesn't really happen all the time. It happens a lot less than what you think. You know what? Uh, as far as this lady goes, who's saying, uh, if this was the, I'd be driving through a neighborhood in Longmeadow. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm gonna I mean, leave I, a baby somewhere. I'm gonna leave it a leave it on a rich guy's fr- front door. Right. So Entry Brook Drive is is kind of like off Tiffany, uh, off Weymouth and 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 Tiffany. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a terrible neighborhood. You I mean yeah? I mean, if you're gonna be abandoned by by anybody, it's not the worst place. East Forest Park probably yeah. my choice. Maybe certain portions of uh, 16 acres, uh, sure. Uh, but if a lot of flood were knocking on my door on East Entry Brook Drive, I'd be uh, I'd be happy to be uh, abandoned. I like how this conversation has come full circle to uh, not concern about the child being left outside, but where we would leave a child. <laughs> well, I would do, I would go best, to one of the best neighborhoods to leave a child. I'd go all the way up to Hadley. It's beautiful up there. Yes. Yeah. And, and you're not far, far away, away from anything over no, there. No, no. You got Route 9. You got oh, Walmart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got to, when you're abandoning a child, you need to leave it near something convenient because you're going to need to go get wipes. There's a Walmart right down the street in Hadley. There's a Walmart. There's a Popeyes. There's a Chipotle. There's a there's hotel a, rooms. There's, there's no, all kinds of things down there. There's no five below in Hadley, though. That's kind of like, <laughs> a, that's something that really bothers me. But that's for another discussion. It's 720 with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. GG Inks. Rock 102 Springfield Classic Rock at 728 and Bad Company with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 53. Looking at 48 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, if you find yourself missing all of this fun on the Bax and Nagel show, check out the daily podcast to get posted after the show today. That way you never miss another show. Also check out Baxi's musical podcast. My uh, my guest this week, it's a uh, repost of my interview with uh, producer Yu Pagem, a five-time Grammy Award winner. Really interesting interview. Next week, uh, a really cool one. I'm going to be talking to Mike Peters from the band The Alarm. This is a guy who just a few months ago uh, had relapsed with leukemia, and he's made a remarkable turnaround now in remission. He's got a brand-new album out, and it's a real powerful interview. You'll be able to hear that Monday on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. 
All right. All right. I'm reading uh, this story here about uh, these two guys who broke out of a two Virginia inmates, tunneled out of jail with a toothbrush, and then traveled seven miles to go to an IHOP. And that's where they were caught. Can I ask a dumb question? Yeah. How long did this thing take? Uh, a long see. time, o- right? Overnight uh, into yeah. the morning hours. What and- were they using to actually brush their teeth? Oh, they weren't brushing their teeth. They're inmates. understand but they were using a toothbrush to tunnel themselves out you don't brush your teeth after you've been tunneling out with a toothbrush oh yeah use your thumb or somebody else's thumb or something that looks like a thumb yeah it could be yeah right could do all that uh but you know uh, i would uh, if i was gonna escape from prison i think an ihop would probably be the first place i would go oh it wouldn't be the first place i'd go no no not even close uh i would go to the i would have went to the waffle house instead actually Waffles wouldn't have waffles or pancakes would not have been my first choice. You could get it scattered, smothered, and covered at a waffle house. <laughs> they turn you in at the IHOP. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I would I would have uh, gone to Evans Egg House in Ludlow if I escaped out of Ludlow Jail. I go over there. Go get except, the, except they're closed. Uh, I believe uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays, so you can't get the bacon hash that day. So if you're going to escape from Ludlow, make sure it's Monday, the weekend, or Friday. That is good bacon hash. Over oh there. my had, god, it's so good. So good. Yeah. Anyhow. You're making me hungry now. Why do you do that? It's, uh, yeah, it's 730 and we got news coming up next at Rock 102. Here's your Three with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by the Chiropractic Center of Ludlow, the go-to place for your next DOT physical. Learn more at the CDLDoc.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. You know, we just uh, spent time talking about the that whole uh, abandoned baby yes. uh, story. Well, uh, they did this story on 22 News yesterday. They were introduced the woman who saved the baby, right? Yeah. Uh, Julianus Avellis. I believe I'm maybe pronouncing that incorrectly, but that's the best that I can do for now. After a weekend away from home, we'll be finding a baby on her doorstep. Uh, she's hearing the baby cry. Long story short, she's gonna she's looking into fostering this kid. Oh, how about that? Because she's a mother herself, and she feels like you know maybe uh, this was there for a reason. This uh, this child was put there for a reason. Sometimes good things come out of crappy things. Uh, yeah, that is true. That is true. Sometimes wonderful things come out of tragedy. Uh, Wednesday night, the baby was still in the hospital, and people are, or I'm sorry, police are still continuing their search for the mother of the baby. Uh, DCF released a statement, though, saying the Department of Children and Families has received a report and took emergency custody of the child, adding that due to state and federal privacy requirements, the Department of Children and Families cannot provide specific information about children in its custody. So we probably won't hear too much about the history of the kid because of that. Uh, I don't think you're going to hear anything unless there's an arrest made. That'll be the next thing you hear, if they're able to make an arrest. No, this is going to be one of those stories that, 15, 20 years from now, they do a follow-up on it, and you're like, remember the baby that was left outside of this person's home? Well, yeah. he's 20 now, and he's going to Harvard. And he's the know? Western Mass News Athlete of the Week. Yes. He's uh, he's now a news reporter for 22 News. He's going to tell you what he saw. Wow, I was laying there on this stoop. I saw these people walking by, and nobody did anything. It was crazy. You can be hired for the 22 News crew. <laughs> if you're talking 15 years from now, yeah. might be a little bit too young to do that kind of work. 
I don't know. Uh, most of those kids over at 22 are 16, 17 years no, old, right? No, they're, they're actually older than that, but you can hardly tell. Uh, Bay State Health and Shields Health announced that three urgent care centers in our area are set to close on April 1st. The question now is where can people go for treatment? 22 News spoke to someone who works at the urgent care center in Longmeadow, and they said they've been referring people to Bay State Convenient Care Centers, which are located in Springfield, Palmer, and Northampton. Bay State uh, Health Urgent Care Centers in Feeding Hills, Longmeadow, and Westfield are all set to close in about a week. Dr. Mark Karowak, president and CEO of Bay State Health, said these closures are largely due to staffing shortages. People who live in the area have uh, come to count on these centers and are upset to see them close. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate that they're uh, they're closing, but they're closing on April Fool's Day. How do we know this isn't uh, set up for some wacky bananas type of April Fool's gag? Yeah, I don't think this is the uh, this is the the gag like, that a hospital would play. I mean, let's say like uh, for example, I uh, I break an arm, right? So I yeah. go to one of these uh, I go to one of these medical centers, right? And I'm holding my arm and this. You know, and it's, it's it's throbbing and in, in, in excruciating pain. And I get to the front door, and it says, "We are permanently closed." April Fools! Oh, sorry. That just would be kidding. hilarious. We were just messing with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on, in. we'll set that thing up, but no problem. Have you ever been fooled by an April Fools' joke? <sighs> not, uh, not really. I've uh, I've seen some damn good ones, but I was never the victim of a real good April Fools' joke. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I ever have been either. Like a big, I mean, probably even when I was in school and with some little kid, uh, hey, you got a you got a dick for on your shoulder. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Those are uh, those are minor things, but I'm talking like a big elaborate type of prank. Yeah, yeah. No, I've I haven't been part. No, of that. I've never been uh, never been the uh, the victim of that. Well, I you have been a victim just like probably anybody else of misinformation and being fooled by things. Yeah, but misinformation happens 365 days a year. No, but you have probably based an opinion and uh, on something that you believed to be true. Yeah, but not as an April Fool's joke. Well, that's what I'm, that's what I'm yeah, talking about. Right. You know those news stories that come out on April Fool's and uh, some of them seem so real? Oh, yeah. Oh, listen, I'm as gullible as the next guy. Yeah. But uh, I think people are afraid of the kind of backlash they would receive uh, yeah, trying to joke a ball buster like myself. Your, your, your name used to be Gullible. That's right. Yeah. That's how gullible you are. Absolutely right. And somebody convinced you that Mike Baxendale was a better name. That's how gullible Yeah, that's you are. A, you're right. Yeah. It's exactly how that worked. A uh, Holyoke man was arrested in Vermont on Tuesday for an attempted murder charge in connection to a shooting in uh, in Ponau, Vermont. Is that how you say it? Ponau? I guess. Uh, in January of 2022. Giovanni Torres, 21, of Holyoke, pleaded not guilty to attempted murder in second degree in Bennington Superior Court and will be held without bail. According to Vermont State Police, uh, they were called to an area of Route 7 in uh, Ponal, Vermont, around 10, 11 p.m. on January 26th of 2022 for a report of shots fired. The officers checked the neighborhood and found a home with significant damages, including broken windows, damage from bullet strikes, and also found a firearm outside. No one was found inside the home, and there were no reports of gunshot victims at the nearby hospital. On January 27th of 2022, a search warrant was obtained for the damaged home, and troopers found several spent shell casings from a 9mm and a rifle, a 9mm ghost gun, a DVR for security cameras, and a baseball cap with bloodstains on it. 
Video files from the home security camera showed a, f- a silver Ford truck and white Kia sedan approaching the home. Muzzle flashes could be allegedly seen outside the home. Following the shooting, several people could be seen leaving, including 17-year-old Giovanni Torres uh, and Isaiah Rodriguez of Springfield. Torres is allegedly seen holding a handgun with an extended magazine. So, hey, you do the investigation and you find out, hey, were you in, what town did I say that was? Something Vermont? Some podunk or no, something? No, I wasn't there. Really? Is this not you holding up a gun and the flash come out of it as if you were shooting that gun? No, no. That was clearly somebody else. I mean, it may have looked like me. It may have been carrying around a lot of my identification, but no, it was not. It, it was not me. It wasn't me. But I know what I do during the day, and that is not one of the things I do. A uh, Florida father is accused of shooting and killing his daughter's ex-boyfriend after authorities said the man assaulted her. Officers with Gainesville Police were called to a reported domestic battery in an apartment complex on Saturday night. There, police said a man physically assaulted his ex-girlfriend inside her apartment. Before the police could arrive, the man allegedly fled. The woman's father also came to the apartment following the incident. About 30 minutes after police spoke with the woman, her ex-boyfriend allegedly returned and entered the apartment. The father, who was armed with a gun, fired one shot at the suspect, which struck him in the chest. The man tried to run, but officers found him next to his car. Despite CPR efforts, the man was pronounced dead when EMS arrived. An investigation is ongoing. You know, I know that uh, nothing is ever resolved by any level of violence. But if this were your daughter, yeah, and your daughter was assaulted by this, uh, by this young man, isn't there a part of you that would like to teach that young man a little what they're for? Yeah, and this guy, uh, that's exactly what he did. Yeah. Uh, I don't condone that kind of behavior. No, I don't condone it either. But, but I, I can completely understand where he's coming from. Exactly yeah. my point. I, you know, I would never say that, that violence solves anything. But in the same situation... I might want to show him a lesson, too. It reminds me of that uh, whole bit Chris Rock does about O.J. Simpson. You know, his ex-wife's messing around with another man. I don't condone murder, but I can understand. (laughs) (laughs) See, he's not promoting that kind of behavior. Just understands it. Yeah. It's a a very, very broad difference between the two. Uh, and the other part was that if O.J. was a bus driver, he would be just Orenthal, the bus driver and murderer. <laughs> <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, rainy with a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 53. Looking at 48 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Hi, this is Dave Miner from Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 749 in Rush. With Bax and Nagle and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 53. It is 48 right now in downtown Springfield. The greatest single day of the year is right around the corner. It's the day that we bring back bacon and brews. April 23rd at the Log Cabin uh, from noon until 3 for a bacon and craft beer themed bash. Your admission includes all kinds of bacon inspired treats. Uh, provided by the Log Cabin Chefs, plus a cash bar with a selection of craft beers to please the palate like Loophole Brewing, 
Blackie's Brewing, uh, Amherst Brewing Company, and more. Plus live music from Yellow Nine and a lot of other great stuff. Tickets are on sale at rock102.com. you got to be over 21 to attend with a positive ID. Baking eating is not a safe alternative to other meats. You must be over 21 with a positive ID to enter. Uh, Bacon and Brews, April 23rd at the Log Cabin in Holyoke. Brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. What was that disclaimer again? Uh, uh, eating bacon is not a safe alternative to eating other meats. Yes, yes, that's what it was. That's what <laughs> I knew I, I heard something in there while I was ready to push this little sound button. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. By the way, uh, before we get into this, saliva guitarist Wayne Swinney is dead at the age of 59. Really? Yeah, I don't know who Saliva is or Wayne Swinney, but I just thought uh, you might want to. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that Do one. you know who Saliva is? I do, but, uh, you know, it's, it's quite all right. Well, I just uh, want to think. Speaking of uh, speaking of bands, somebody recorded Nirvana's entire Nevermind album using Super Mario 64 sounds. Here's a <laughs> sample of Smells Like Teen Spirit. I actually kind of like it. Not bad. This is when you're going like through the tunnel and you're collecting coins. Yeah. This is like the Muzak version of Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mario's going through holes uh. and underneath the ground and jumping on mushrooms. Yeah. Oh man, I can't even stop listening. Yeah, You'll lose your head listening to that song. Jeez. You want to rip your jaw yeah. off. Yeah, you want to. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, clip number two. A German brewery invented a powdered beer that allows you to make the drink in the same way a person would make instant coffee or a protein shake. Here is Stefan Frisch from the Neuzella Klosterblau Brewery explaining uh, how the process works. Then I use a little bit of the beer powder. I do a little bit more because probably you need a little bit more stronger beer. Uh, in, the, in the starting, we're using a mixer, but uh, later on when we develop as a full project, we don't need a mixer anymore. So let's see. Now I'm just steering a little bit around. Now it's a fully taste, a full flavored beer. Ew. That's kind of gross. It sounds it's- awful. There's something uh, not right about that. You will drink this beer and like it. You will drink my beer and you will put this in your noggin. <laughs> when you drink it in your noggin, something will happen to your slogan, if you right. know what I'm That's saying. Right. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. That's right. Or do you get, uh, you know, uh, the opposite effect, <laughs> which you don't want. Uh, I, yeah, I don't, powdered beer. No. It doesn't sound like a. What, like what, a what, with all the fizzy parts. Where's the alcohol? You can't dehydrate alcohol. I, alcohol I just get, evaporates, yeah. doesn't it? I think you're right. I don't know. I think this is just a bunch of German hooey. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, during a, here's another clip. During another during a 24 hour standoff with an armed suspect in North Carolina, an Amazon driver was caught on camera making sure he delivered a package. In the video that has now millions of views, he's seen handing it to one of the SWAT officers. Here's commentary from one of the neighbors recording the interaction. Amazon, hard at work in the midst of a standoff. He's going to deliver his package. Oh, my God. Give us the package, bro. He just hands (laughs) off the package. Hey, stuff's got to get delivered. You you see the guy walking up to the door, and then you see the SWAT guy come out going, hey, 
We're in the middle of something here. Yeah, you can't hear the dialogue, but you're like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? <laughs> oh, what, man? I'm going to deliver this Amazon package. I work for Amazon. It said uh, two days or less, and here I am at the door. I'm sorry, but he, <laughs> but the guy stuck with a you know, with a standoff is a prime member. I like how the SWAT guy like took took the package as if, like if his intention was to turn around and deliver it, <laughs> as opposed to like anybody else walking through a SWAT thing going like I would have you arrested. Yeah, like you're just you're walking through a police well, maybe, operation. Maybe here. that's part of the negotiating tactic. Like I know you're holed up in your house with a gun. Yeah. But there's a package here waiting for you in your yeah. front step. Hey, that's my ammo. Can you put that on the front porch? <laughs> I've been waiting for that. That's, I'll tell you what, yeah. there's a great way to negotiate uh, hostage situations. You know, it said if I order this within two hours on Sunday, I would have a standoff ending by Wednesday afternoon. And here we are, and yeah. I don't have my package because it was delayed. Or if the late delivery is what's caused the, uh, the standoff. Yeah, uh, it's just... Kind of, kind of strange. <laughs> uh, going on to another clip. For wedding couples, it's a good idea to. Is it a good idea to smash cake in the face during the cake cutting? You see, some people do it. You see, some people do. Mm -hmm. uh, a wedding photographer was asked about it on TikTok. Here's her cake take. I've photographed about 200 weddings. I think I've only seen about three instances of having the groom smash cake in the bride's face. And the very first one that I saw that, the bride got cake all in her eye, basically ruined her makeup. She ran off crying. I didn't see her for like 45 minutes and they are now divorced. So yeah, I think it's probably not the best idea to Doesn't. shove cake in each other's yeah. faces unless has, you agree upon that beforehand. Yeah. You know what? That's you. Your survey of the people you've taken a picture of. It's not scientific. No. Yeah. And you know what? I did it at my wedding. We discussed it beforehand. Hey, you know what? I'm going to try to smash this in your face. As a matter of fact, the the cake got on t uh, the dress, and now there's a stained dress. Well, See, and you have something to talk about for the rest of your life. Right. We uh, we made a conscious decision to have no cake smashed in faces. But that was your decision to That's do it. that. That's but, it. But it the, for this woman to say, oh, wow, this guy who smashed the cake in the, in the face of the girl, and she ran off crying, and they're now divorced— there was a lot of other stuff going on before the cake was the thing that decided that they would be divorced over. See, our issue wasn't about whether it ruins makeup or you know whether it's just you know an old trite you know gag. It, it, we just thought that it's a horrible waste of perfectly good expensive cake. I know. Why would you want to waste that? Kind you know, of thing? I mean, we spent good money on that cake. The only thing that should be smashed in is my chow hole. I had a big white picture cake for my wedding. Really? Anyway, they put the picture on the cake. Yeah, that's and it, nice. And it was me with my head in my hands attached to a ball and chain. Perfect. That my wife picked out to put on for the cake. <laughs> See, this this is what I'm talking know, about. That's yeah. the kind of thing. You have a really... Nobody got divorced. You know what I mean? Like, and well, it, you avoided all of that. Oh, I avoided all of that. <laughs> I got out of the easy way. <laughs> it's 7.57, and that's now here this on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Live in concert. Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. With Scott's four-step. Four easy steps to an awesome lawn. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Well, folks, tonight is it. Tonight it's the East-West Regionals of the Sweet 16. Tomorrow night you'll get everybody else. But for tonight, you're looking at four games amongst eight teams, all of whom are hoping to advance into the next round. Now, for most people, 
Your NCAA tourney time brackets are nothing more than an exasperating shambles. I know for me, I only have 10 of my original picks remaining, and while I can sit here and lament my inexcusably poor decisions, we are living in a different time, a time in which I can forget all about those brackets and focus on slapping down wagers on what remains, thereby ignoring my previous mistakes as if nothing happened. Now, you people can do what you want. I'll be choosing uh, my own can't-fail system of making picks in the Sweet 16. Now, at this point in the tournament, I prefer not to look at things like seed placements or point spreads. Instead, I choose to focus on the approximate out-of-state cost that it takes to send your kid to any of these remaining colleges and universities. For example, tonight you have UConn versus Arkansas. You live out of state, it will cost you close to $60,546 to send your kid to UConn. In Arkansas, they'll only tag you for $45,000 a year. My pick, go Huskies. In Arkansas, uh, UCLA and Gonzaga, UCLA charges you $63,000 a year to educate your kid. Gonzaga charges $66,000. The winner, Gonzaga by the upset. In the East, you got Tennessee against FAU. It'll cost you $15,000 more a year to send your kid to Tennessee every year. My money is on the volunteers. And then you have Kansas State and Michigan State. You send your kid to K-State, you're going to pay $41,000 a year. But in Michigan State, you're looking at $55,546 per year as well. I think you're getting my point. Now, I'm not saying that this out-of-state cost analysis is completely foolproof. Sometimes things fall through the cracks. But I'm pretty sure that when we come back tomorrow morning, you're going to say either, doggone it, that fat man was right, or you're going to say, why am I listening to this idiot? Either way, tonight I'm picking Yukon, Gonzaga, Tennessee, and Michigan State. Will I be right? I guess you'll just have to decide for yourself. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Look at your lawn. What is it telling you? It's telling you I'm hungry. Hungry for Scott's four-step, which happens to be on sale at Rocky's. 100 bucks with your Ace Rewards card. Instant savings. No mail-in rebate. It's almost time for step one. Stock up now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 53. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 58. It is uh, flapping in downtown Springfield. You know, I've never found myself in this kind of uh, position, uh, really. But uh, there was a uh, what, letter uh, written. Responsible and having a job at the age of uh, whatever you are? Yeah, yeah, oh, I never yeah. had, I never, never had, ne- never thought that would ever happen. I never thought that would happen, and thankfully, I've never had it combine at all. I mean, I've got the job that I've uh, had for a long time, but responsibility, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I know. it's a, a lot to ask. Anyway, there's a letter that uh, went to the New York Times yesterday, and it's a it's kind of an interesting uh, conundrum. This woman uh, writes: I started dating a new guy two months ago. Things have been going very well. I also have a five thousand dollar credit card debt that I'm working hard to pay down. The subject came up when he asked me why I always use my debit card. I don't want to add a penny to my credit card balance. He comes from a very wealthy family. I do not. Out of the blue, he offers to pay my entire balance in exchange for a zero interest loan, which I could repay him over time. This is obviously attractive compared to the 25% interest uh, I now pay. But yikes, this is huge. Is it inappropriate that I am entertaining this offer? No. I don't think so. <sighs> you better damn bit well be sure that this is a very committed relationship before you start 
accepting $5,000 payoffs. She's only uh, been dating him a month? Two months. Yeah. It's a little early. You know, to me, that's the kind of offer you make when you think, okay, maybe this is going to be a long-term deal. Maybe maybe we could be engaged or married down the road. Two months. I'm not paying off your credit card debt after only two months. Yeah, but if he's got the money. Yeah, but what does that say about the his responsibility? I mean, he obviously because at two months, yeah, to me anything can happen. To me, that says, well, you know what? If I do this, then if she ever tries to break up with me, I can I, I have this thing hanging above her that she still owes me twenty five thousand dollars or whatever that or how would she five thousand? Oh, five thousand? Yeah, she could pay that off pretty quickly. But she's not. She's uh, this is an accumulated for a long time, and it's a twenty five percent interest card, which is outrageous. Yeah, but now she won't have twenty five percent interest. She can pay that loan down very quickly. Yeah, but what is she going to have to? I mean, you're right. When you pay, when you take on somebody else's financial problems, mm-hmm. and you say you pay me back over time. I mean, at what point do you do you worry about whether this guy is going to hold that over your yeah. head for things that you don't really want to do? Here's a rule of thumb. I don't let anybody borrow money expecting it to get it back. I'm kind of the same way. I won't give anybody money if I don't want, if I know that they, that, like, I'm never going to. Well, not. I know that I might not get it back anyway, you know, from the, from, you know, I've lent money to people knowing that you're never going to pay me back, but I know you need the help, so I'm going to do it anyway, but I don't, I don't do that very often, but when I do make that decision, there's always the assumption that you're never going to get this back. This is going to sound weird, but I actually believe that for me, uh, this works. I would almost rather give you the money as a gift than to give you that's, money as a loan. That's kind of you know how I work it. Yeah, because I, I don't say gift. I just say, uh, all right, fine. Uh, right, but know, but whatever. for all intents and purposes, it's a gift. So yeah. I'm giving you this money without any expectations about where it goes if you choose to pay me back that's your business but i'm not going to go after you for it this is me helping you out as a friend or a family member or whatever or what have you but i'm not going to have expectations on it i may not give you as much as you need but i'll give you a portion of what you need without any uh without any attachments to it right well see i do that to say i i don't i don't set the parameters that way right i say all right you just you know you know pay me back when you can knowing that they're never going to pay me back but at least they have that uncomfortable look to them whenever you've run into them because they know yeah they never paid you back now you're a single guy right yeah you've uh you know you're walking the you know walking the scene you know making things happen two months into a relationship yeah would you go down that road I, I I don't know. I'm not in that situation. If I had the money, but you got to remember, I have children. I don't have any money. Well, I, yeah. I exactly but, my uh, point. I don't know. I guess it would de- it would all depend on the circumstances. If I had an abundance of money, knowing that okay, well, five grand in the grand scheme of things is not that big of a deal to me. Right. See, it is what it is. Here's a, here's a couple of things uh, that I would see as red flags. Let's say, for example, I'm dating a woman who has a, a, a good deal of debt and asks me mm-hmm. if I could help pay off that debt yeah. after only dating her for two months. To me, that would be somewhat of a red flag. That maybe I'm really not to, 
a romantic interest, but more of a, a bank with legs. You know what I mean? I don't know what you're getting at. Maybe what they're doing is they're taking advantage of the money I may have yeah. as opposed to uh, being in a relationship because I'm a nice guy that uh, that shows oh, like potential a, in a long-term relationship. A quid pro blow situation? Yes, like I'm, a, like I'm a sugar daddy. Yeah. You know, I would see that as a major red flag. A sugar daddy? Yeah, you know. Well, then you just don't get yourself involved in that. Well, I would... I would I'm I'm not going to get involved in something like that. You know what? Uh, if people just said no more often, you wouldn't have situations like this. True. Just say no. No, I'm not doing that. I I would say that and also know that I also run the risk of ending that relationship prematurely because I have what they don't and they're in big okay, trouble. Okay, but if that if the relationship ends because you said no, then the relationship wasn't meant for you to be in anyway. Exactly, yeah. which means additional red flags. Well, I think that's a pretty big red flag when somebody after two months asked you for $5,000. Now That's in, a lot of money. Right. Now, in this case, you're absolutely right. There's another red flag that I'm dating someone who has found themselves in a great deal of financial debt. Now, debt can occur for any number of things. You know, divorce, uh, you know, lost your job, whatever. I understand that. But that might also be a red flag for me. How do I know that debt wasn't accumulated because of irresponsible spending and, and financial stuff? Well, and that's exactly, you know, uh, you know, you, you, you're, it's going to be hard to, to run into somebody who's not in some debt yes. at some point. You know, obviously people have cars, homes, whatever, you know, but I've dealt with that before, you know, years ago, uh, watching somebody and their spending habits and then them telling you one thing about they don't have enough money for this or that, but then they're out, you know, like spending lots of money on Christmas gifts and things mm -hmm. like that. So that that was like the red flag at that point uh, for that. You just don't want to get yourself involved in that. See, I, I know what you're saying about yeah. the irresponsibility part. Well, see, and, and here's the thing that kind of clues me into exactly what kind of financial uh, control they have over themselves. Yeah. This is a woman who's got $5,000 in credit card debt. And she's paying a interest rate of 25%, which is the kind of interest uh, they give you when you're not all that great with your money. Yes and no, depending on what credit card company you have. It, de well, ahead, it, yeah. it, de it depends yeah. on the credit card you have. It depends yeah. on how much credit history you have. I get all that stuff, but I'm just saying right. that if you are typically good with your money, you don't always settle for a 25% uh percent interest credit card you look for something much less yeah okay but y you have to <laughs> you say these things sometimes but you don't think about how a, a person who's like younger living growing up and trying to struggle and pay bills off oh today. i absolutely do because i was in i was in that situation when i was young too and i'll tell you what right but i was you, shooting but up you, i was shooting up like red flags faster than six flags. Right, but you also had better opportunities in order to get yourself out of that debt or get yourself a good paying job. A lot of people don't have that luxury anymore. So yes, it might be enticing to go, yeah, it would be great for this person to pay the $5,000 off, but I also see the other the other side of that point. What's he going to want? Well, see, that's what I'm saying. This, if, there's so uh, many red flags in a situation like this on both sides. You can and you can see them on on both sides trying to build in a new relationship of only yeah. two months. Here's what you do: you take the money and you ghost them. <laughs> that's 
the best thing. And you then could that'll do. be a lesson learned on his part. Yeah. Going, uh, I should never have given five thousand dollars to a woman I just started dating two months ago. You cash the check, yeah. and immediately grab your cell phone and eliminate your digital footprint immediately yeah. off of Instagram, yeah. off of Facebook, off of the TikToks. Uh, well, her name was uh, 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 Anita. Anita, uh, was it? What is the name? Of the, I can't think of the stupid name. Uh, I was thinking of a fake name. But uh, Anita Mandakis. Anita Mandakis. Amanda <laughs> Hug and Kiss. Her name was Amanda <laughs> Hug and Kiss. God, why did I take me so long to think of that and you had to jump in and assist? I don't know, Mr. Gazinia. I don't, who's that? <laughs> I believe it's McAuchener, but thank you. It's 821 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. GG. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 827 and the Foo Fighters with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be rainy today with a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 53. It's 49 right now in downtown Springfield. Pretty sure that tomorrow there'll be an open line Friday, the first one we've had in uh, quite a while. Did you do it last Friday? Actually, we did one last Friday. How'd that go? Uh, Not as good as you think it would have been. (laughs) (laughs) That button that that we have had to be pressed twice. Twice? Twice. Because of you guys or no, because, because of, of, of callers? because of people calling up. See, this is why I always preface uh, the whole bit by saying keep your filthy mouth to yourself. That's why I always have my finger on that button before any other button. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm with you. So if, yeah. it, if something were to sneak out, I'll zap you as faster than you can, faster than you can say, hey, whatever happened to that one guy? There was a there was a guy who kept calling up. Uh, it was that the one who says I'm Mike Jones. Oh, yeah. And then he tried to say something else, and then uh, we cut him off. And then there was another guy who uh, tried to say something racist and to mm-hmm. cut him off. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's just like I, people like to hear the sound of their own voice. I understand. But, you see, when you're, the sound of your voice is connected to uh, absolute stupidity, mm-hmm. uh, it benefits nobody. No. At least of which us. And that's, uh, that's the number one priority that we got. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is. So, we got anyway. We got news coming up next to Rock 102. Here's your Western 832 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days and includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. At approximately 10.20 a.m. Wednesday morning, Munson Police and uh, Fire were, uh, were called to Old Wales Road where a person appeared to be in, in distress at a residence. Upon arriving, officers discovered the suspect was armed with multiple weapons. One was a large knife that had been thrown at the three officers. It took several hours for the Munson Police Department to take the party into custody without injury and with the help of specialized resources from the Mass State Police, uh, according to Munson Police Chief Stephen Kozlowski. Uh, they didn't have an Amazon guy show up in the middle of the, uh, the standoff. That's all you really need. Yeah. You want to break down a standoff. Yep. Send the Amazon guy. Absolutely. Uh, a Holyoke man was arrested in Vermont Tuesday for attempted murder in charge of uh, connection to a shooting in, uh, I said Ponal, Vermont, and then Barry uh, corrected me because it you know, obviously bothers him. Yeah. It's Powell, and he said he's just being hemp- helpful. And I said, well, I love to go to Powell and get my fentanyl. <laughs> That's where I get it all, right there. That's probably driving him nuts right and, now. You know, don't piss off uh, Barry. He's got uh, he's got a lot going on. What do you mean he's got a lot going? He on? He doesn't really have that much going on. But but he's just you know 
Don't piss the man off. Uh, I invited him over to my house this weekend. Really? Yeah. Huh. He's what coming you, over for brunch on Sunday. What are you going to do? Just have brunch? That's yeah, it? just a brunch. No? Yeah? Well, uh, you know, uh, eggs and uh, some sort of uh, like lunch thing. So you have a breakfast and a lunch thing. I don't know. What, what could you do for a lunch portion? Oh, he could bring the egg salad sandwiches. Perfect. We'll have a nice little uh, spread. That sounds uh, terrific. Just Barry and I. Just the two of you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Sunday brunch for two. Oh, that's very nice. Would you like to be invited? Oh, I don't know, Steve. I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, yeah, just. Yeah, I know you don't really either. mean it, and I don't want to. Just I don't want to intrude. Anyway, back to this dingbat. Twenty-one-year-old uh, uh, Giovanni Torres of Holyoke pleaded not guilty to attempted murder of second degree in Bennington Superior Court, and now will be held without bail. Uh, according to Vermont State Police, have a David State Police were called to an area of Route Seven uh, in Ponal, Vermont, Vermont. Around 10, 11 p.m. on January 26th of 2022. Eh, I'm not going to go read the whole story. Basically, this guy was with a bunch of people at a house. They saw some flashbangs on the uh, video surveillance camera. They identified him in the uh, camera, and now he's being accused of murder. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> I was he's now in jail. Yada, yada, yada were the best part. Oh, I, I mentioned uh, the arrest. <laughs> well, I, I mentioned my brunch with Barry. Yeah. Well, that's that was the most important part. Well, clearly. Uh, this uh, mass lottery, uh, they're on a roll. Mass lottery winner, over $1.9 million won in Kino prizes on the same day. That's right. Over $1.9 million in Kino lottery prizes was collectively awarded in multiple drawings on Wednesday, according to uh, Mass State Lottery officials. The uh, largest of several Kino lottery prizes awarded on March 22nd was worth $1 million and was sold in Pittsfield at Zenner's Pub and Deli. The second largest Kino prize won on Wednesday was worth $500,000, and that was sell, uh, sold at a cafe in Taunton. There were also four uh, Kino prizes worth $100,000 each, also won on Wednesday. The tickets My were God. sold from the from Ashland, Newton, Air, and East Falmouth. Finally, there was also a $50,000 Kino prize won, and the winning ticket was sold uh, in the in Quincy from the Lucky Quick Pick Mart. You know the uh, the highest amount I've ever won a Kino? Zero. Never won a dime at Kino. I won like 1200 bucks, and it was a mistake. On your part or theirs? Uh, on my part. Okay. So the mistake actually helped me out. I was following this method where I had put down like, I think it was like $25, and you fill out the tickets. Uh, yeah. And you pick five numbers, but you're only putting four numbers down on the ticket at a time. And then you, you build that bet up because you're more likely to get four numbers to come out. Okay. This is this is how I do this, okay? <laughs> yeah, right. I, I want to hear the system. All right, you got to look at the payouts on the back of the the Kino tickets. Yes. Right? So, like, if you did five numbers, the payout for five numbers is like four hundred and fifty dollars, right? Okay. If you got all five numbers, but if you get four numbers, the payout's only like twenty dollars. If you got four out of five, sure. But if you're on a four spot bet. If you get four numbers, that's $100, and you have a lot better chance of getting four numbers than you do five numbers all at once. Okay. However, 
if all five numbers come, you play four numbers and you spread them out. So let's say you have uh, one, two, three, four, five, right? Yeah. So the first ticket is one, two, three, four. The second ticket is two, three, four, five. Third ticket is three, four, five. Then you go back to one. You see what I'm going with this? So now yeah. you have five tickets. You've covered all five numbers. And now if all of those numbers come up, you don't win $450. You win $500 because each one of those is worth $100. And it's a better chance of getting that win. Now yeah. if you double that money. So what I did, I had I spent a lot more than 25. I spent like $50. And I had I put the wrong number down as one of the numbers. Oh, and yeah. the wrong number came up with all the other numbers, which made the payout like twelve hundred something dollars. It was it was like a like a ridiculous amount of money, and it was tax free, because only a single payout of six hundred dollars or more is taxable. Whereas opposed to one ticket that has two hundred dollars on it, not taxable. But if you have five tickets with two hundred dollars on the meet, you can get thousand dollars and tax free. That's a hell of a plan. Yeah, I never, I never even considered that. It makes all the sense in the world, uh, isn't it? Uh, it's the way to go. Listen to you being, uh, you finding a way to to to, to jack well, the you're system. Not, but you're not jacking the system. I you're mean, you're jacking the you system. You have just as good a chance of winning anything, just as all the rest of the odds are on the game. Yeah, but I think you have a better chance of getting a better payout if you do it with less number, playing with less numbers versus. Trying to get the whole thing, but don't they don't they have any restrictions about that? I don't. I mean, think there's there's, there's, no, there's no rules that say you can't uh, put the same numbers down at five different tickets. No, as long as you put the money down, they'll take your money. I'll be damned. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try that. Yeah, you know because people win the lottery all the time and they win like thousands of dollars, but they don't have to pay taxes on it because they have separate tickets. Yeah, that's how they do it. The numbers game. People do. That's when you go into like a gas station and you're stuck behind some old codger who there who's got fifty of those numbers tickets and he's shoving and the clerk is shoving them through the ticket. Mm-hmm. And then, or you get one of those guys that tell you, "All right, hey, punch in some numbers for me on the clock here. Hey, could you do uh, oh one oh two one? Could you do that?" Uh, you know, and they start naming all the different ways to bet, and then the guy has to punch the numbers in. That's a big pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass, but yeah. how often does that guy win doing that? I don't know. See, that's the thing. Because uh, is, is if he's winning, you can understand why he keeps going back to do the same kind of thing. Yeah, but, some, but if he's not winning and doing that, then the man's got a, you know, clearly got a problem. But like with that numbers game, you can bet as low as like 25 cents. So you could have 50-some tickets, but you only... You only spent maybe yeah. twenty dollars. See, the problem I have with your with your Kino thing is I understand the concept yeah. and I think it's actually pretty clever, but I know my luck with Kino. I mean, I could I could get like a whole bunch of tickets. I'm losing every single dime I put into but it. But I'm not proclaiming that I'm winning all the time. No, but, I'm just but saying. The pay, but if you're going to get uh, you're yeah. going to get a payout, you're going to get substantially more than if you're just doing one ticket. I'm just saying it has paid out in the past, and it was seemingly a better payout than just picking like Hell whatever, yeah. the, whatever the max numbers. Are. For the to get a million dollars, you have to have all twelve numbers. You know how hard that is it's to impossible. do. Yeah, and and this is one of these few times where this has come up. But I guess the lottery is losing money lately. I don't know how. I don't. I don't even know how that's possible. Don't you ever wonder when they have all these games out and then they're like, "Yeah, we're we're not doing that great." They're doing fine. Uh, people are getting phone calls that say they're from a family member. It sounds even very much like them, but the FCC is warning it could be a scam. 
Unfortunately, bad actors can now use artificial intelligence technology to mimic voices, convincing people, often the elderly, that their loved one is in distress. This isn't anything new. It's now they're just using voices now to do it. Yeah. Uh, the news outlet reported AI can take audio samples of just a few sentences and turn it into a full audio recording for cheap. The scammer can then make it speak whatever they type, the Post reported. The uh, Sharon Police Department previously warned in Massachusetts that calls appear to be from a doctor's office could be a scam. The phone numbers are spoofed to look real by appearing as the doctor's office in the person's caller ID. We talked about that recently as well. You know, everything you read about uh, about AI, you think, wow, that's really... That's really cool. But on the other side of the coin, you think, man, everything I hear about AI sounds like it has the great potential for evil. Yeah, we (laughs) are. Like like something's very disturbing about it all, too. I think this is just scratching the surface. I think something is going to happen. Oh, yes. That a lot of people are going to be either fooled by or... Uh, it's going to be used, uh, you know, maliciously for the masses Mm -hmm. than it would be uh, just for the individual. You know who's really bugging out about this? Who? College campuses are bugging out about this because there are certain AI chat, you know, functions that you can write an entire, uh, you know, term paper in like a matter of like two minutes that seem like they're well thought out, you know, research papers. And these things are being passed. Well, how do you judge that? How do you grade that? And it's all like that, 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 uh, it's all artificial intelligence with, which can combine an A, an A think, plus paper. Think, like colleges don't even know what to do with themselves. Think about it. how many people plagiarize stuff every day on a college campus. Yeah, but this would be almost impossible to prove. Okay, but how many people have gotten college degrees? I would say every one of them. Well, you know, Somebody had told me uh, a couple of months ago, uh, and he and he, I, I realized how right he was. You're basically buying your degree when you go to these campuses. No kidding. Yeah, you're not like earning it. As long as you keep paying the money and don't f up too much, then they'll keep you on the campus and take your money and give you the grade to get you out of there. Listen, I was able to get a college degree. In five and a half years, with a grade point average of 2.2. That's what I'm talking about, my friend. As long as the checks were clearing, they were going to let me pass. Yeah. How many employers looked up your GPA? They just said, oh, Marquette. Oh, look at this. Yeah, that looks good on paper. Yeah. How smart is he? Eh, don't ask. See, they look at mine and they're like, oh, Westfield State. Oh, college. <laughs> We only take the people who went to the university portion of yeah. school. <laughs> you graduated ten years yeah, too early. That was what that was that was just a bunch of nitwits when they were <laughs> the college. But now university yeah, right. makes it more uh, pres- prestigious. But it's really not. It's yeah. just a word. No, it's the same knuckleheads uh, doing the same knucklehead stuff we did twenty years ago. It's oh, only for much more money. Much more money, and uh, they had Uber. We didn't have Uber. Yeah. I wish I had Uber. I wish I, we did, too. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be rainy with a high of 55. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 53. It's uh, 49 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, oh, yeah. Hi, Jeff Sim. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 853 in T-Rex with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Who made that picture behind you? I don't know. I saw that this morning. It's a picture of me uh, at a photo shoot with, that we did with Chris Marion. And, uh, you know, they ask us to do all these crazy shots together. Yeah. And I'm like 
have my arms wrapped around you on the side like I'm hugging you. Yeah. And then somebody put posted that picture up here in the wall in the studio, and it says, with a little effort, you can learn to like them. I actually like that. I kind of like it, too. I actually yeah. kind of like it? that. I want to know who did it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if, it's, uh, if Alex did it or Pat well, Kelly see, did see, it. See, I have no idea. See, this is the thing. It depends on who did it is going to be the outcome of whether I liked it or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's say yeah. that, that that Pat Kelly did it. Oh, that's sorry. That picture sucks. Okay, but if uh, but if Alex did it, oh yeah, it's actually pretty good. Yeah. I really like the way that came out. Yeah. yeah, I'm not crazy about the picture, but I like the I I do like the I do like the uh, the caption. Did you ever do that? Did you ever like have to like? You couldn't help but laugh at something, even though you hated the person that that did whatever they were doing. <laughs> I did that for the first twenty three years of my time I'm not talking about your here. career. I'm talking about like watching a TV show. Like you hate some actor, and you're like, "Oh yeah. God, I can't stand course, this guy." Of course, like I'm sure there was one time where I might have laughed at an Amy Schumer joke, only because it was actually funny. Yeah, and then you feel bad. You're like, "Oh yeah." I feel- I feel weird laughing at this because I had so much hatred for this person. I uh, I sometimes do that with music. Like like someone will release a song and be like an artist that I, I typically have hated my entire life, and yeah. then they they release a song and I'm going, oh my god, I love that song, and and I hate the fact that I love it, but I have no you know I have no choice in the matter. I uh I I have a weird thing with music. If I don't like a song, I just won't pay attention to it. Matter of fact, there's plenty of songs that we play here every day that just go in the background. Yeah. But to hear it in a different aspect, like put like put into a different element. Sopranos used to do this for me all the time. We've had this discussion before about, you know, the way they used music and the way they, you know, raised the volume of a, of a certain song at a particular spot in that song right. was kind of making you think, okay, well, how does this tie in with this scene or this episode kind of thing? So when when they would play a song that I might not have particularly cared for, any, any, any TV or movie can do this to you. Yeah. It makes you want to hear the song again. A great example yeah. of that. Remember, uh, remember Goodfellas? Yes. All right. So there's a scene in the bar. That was a, well. That was the place over in uh, Feeding Hills. No, uh, this is the the no. film. We used to uh, do comedy over there. Yeah. No, it's a great. That was a great place. But this is uh, the the film. Yes. Uh, yeah. Goodfellas. Well, there's a scene in the bar where Joe Pesci's about to beat the living snot out of somebody, mm-hmm. which was his entire role in that film, and uh, the song they're playing while he's pummeling this guy to death is Atlantis by Donovan. Now. I've heard that song a million times. I'm not particularly a great fan of it. But in that context, I freaking love the song. I've never loved the song more than when Joe Pesci's beating the snot out of somebody. In fact, I can't even listen to the song without thinking of a bar fight. Yeah. See, that's it's, what I'm it's saying. It's not a bar fight song. But in that instance, it was perfect. Well, that whole movie has all of, there's a lot of those well, songs. Well, Scorsese's classic for that well that classic scene where they're going into uh the copacabana club yeah and they go in the back way because the whole idea that scorsese wants is to make you feel like you're the vip going through the room too so they play that uh, that song by the crystals the and then he kissed me mm-hmm. and they play that song and you and it's one single shot did you know that 
that camera is one single shot throughout the entire thing, from yeah. the street all the way down through the thing. Can you imagine the time it took to choreograph all of that? You know, just regular random people walking by, and the camera doesn't hit anybody. But that song makes you kind of go, all right, I kind of like that song now because I just had this experience. But context. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely yeah, pretty true. Pretty cool. Hey, uh, the Western Mass Home and Garden Show begins today at the Big E. You can uh, you can go and find out more information and buy your tickets at westernmasshomeshow.com. Uh, but we also have a four-pack of tickets that we're going to give away right now. It's the uh, Home and Garden Show. goes all the way till, uh, till Sunday. And again, today is opening day, 293-1021. Tenth caller wins the tickets. Good luck to you. Do we have an opening day gardening theme song that we? Well, we play have, Sound Garden. Yeah, we well, play could, Sound Garden. We could yeah. play Sound Garden. Sure. <laughs> it's uh, eight fifty eight with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred and two. Two great.